today's federal newscast, a win for the Postal Service over international fees. OPM offers new ways to shorten the disciplinary process and it's still unclear what a new Space Force would look like. Those stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's federal newscast. I'm Terry Wing. The Trump administration is declaring a victory in an international compromise that will allow the U.S. Postal Service to collect higher fees for delivery of small international packages entering the United States. That's part of the deal the U.S. struck to remain in the International Postal Organization, the United Postal Union. The Trump administration had threatened to leave the UPU without a rate increase deal. Trade advisor Peter Navarro said the new rates that go into effect in June 2020 will save the Postal Service half a billion dollars. The U.S. Court of Appeals has denied federal employee unions a chance for a rehearing on the president's workforce executive orders. Unions had asked to have their case reviewed by a full panel of appeals judges after the court decided that the federal district court didn't have jurisdiction over the case in the first place. The appeals court must physically lift the injunction on the executive orders before agencies can begin implementing them. Federal employee unions say they're disappointed with the decision and are discussing what options, if any, they still have. House Armed Services Ranking Member Mac Thornberry is warning that the Defense Department's deadline for a plan on reducing its fourth estate is due October 1st. The fourth estate refers to agencies that do not fall under the military services, but rather under DOD as a whole. The 2019 Defense Authorization Act asked DOD to provide a way to find 25% savings from the fourth estate. The proposed Space Force is still being debated by members of Congress, but the public's going to have to wait longer than expected to find out what it's going to look like. The annual defense policy bill is not going to be finished before Congress goes on a two-week fall recess starting this afternoon. The bill, which has been reliably voted into law for more than 50 years in a row, is running late and won't be finished by the new fiscal year. Both the House and Senate passed their versions of the bill and are currently in conference hammering out the differences between the two pieces of legislation. Most notably, they're debating if or how a new Space Force will be created. The House version explicitly creates a new military service, while the Senate version of the bill is more cautious. I'm Scott Massioni. A survey targeting airmen working in the Air Force Material Command found IT infrastructure and facility quality topped their list of concerns. Air Force Material Command launched the study last May, and it received more than 88,000 responses through questionnaires and in-person interviews. Material Command leader General Arnold Bunch said, Our airmen are our most precious resource and their candid feedback will drive the changes we need to make in this command. He has set up a new office to facilitate and track changes across the organization. An attempt to insist lawmakers' conference over a House proposal to implement a federal paid leave program failed in the Senate yesterday. Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz introduced a motion to guarantee conferees discuss the paid leave program in their upcoming negotiations on the annual defense authorization bill. The motion failed by one vote. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association has been pushing senators to consider the House proposal. Members may still conference over the leave program, but it is not guaranteed. Agencies have new guidance from the Office of Personnel Management to review and then update their performance management policies. The goal is to find places in the disciplinary process that are unnecessary and not required by law and then remove them. OPM says the guidance is designed to respond to feedback from agency managers who say the process is just too long. 
Health and Human Services officials find themselves on the defensive in the vaping debate. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Deputy Director Ann Schuchat and FDA Acting Commissioner Norman Sharpless argue they're doing all they can to investigate and regulate vaping products. This under questioning by members of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce Investigations Subcommittee. Sharpless details two years of activity. He says FDA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and CDC are all sharing data. Schuchat says not enough data has come in to fully understand the trends. I'm Tom Temin. The Department of Veterans Affairs has announced upcoming plans to expand the Caregiver Support Program. VA says it will deploy the new off-the-shelf caregiver IT system next month. The new system will get deployed in three phases, but the department won't officially expand the Caregiver Benefits Program until the VA secretary can certify the IT system is fully implemented sometime next summer. VA was supposed to expand the Caregiver's Program to families of veterans seriously injured this fall. Two more vendors can now start fulfilling orders under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions Telecommunications contract. GSA says Harris Corporation and BT Federal have earned a three-year cybersecurity authorization for their business systems. There are now five vendors authorized under the AIS contract to provide network and technology modernization services to agencies. Four others should meet the cybersecurity requirements by the end of December. DOD and GSA have entered into a mutually beneficial partnership around artificial intelligence. The Defense Department's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or JAKE, needs help in growing its technology capabilities. The General Services Administration wants to set up an AI center of excellence. The two agencies announced yesterday they're partnering under the Centers of Excellence initiative to meet both goals. GSA says it will help the JAKE accelerate the delivery of AI-enabled capabilities, scale the impact of AI department-wide, and synchronize DOD's AI activities. DOD's JAKE becomes the fifth agency to take part in the Trump administration's COE program. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Or you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. Also, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Terry Wing. Thank you.